Indian cricket has been hit by the biggest crisis since 2000, and yet we haven't heard from you. You skipped. Uh, you didn't attend two uh, uh, IPL press conferences. Now you are here. You're not uh, willing to answer. Why is it that there is no voice from your side, being the Indian captain, the leader of Indian cricket at this point of time? Uh, why is this silent? Next question, please. Oh, let him answer. It, 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 he's the captain of India. Is the captain of this India? Is not related to Champions Yeah, right. I am asking about the Before crisis that the Indian cricket team is going through right now. Yeah. Next question, please. Next question. It is. It is related to Indian cricket right now. Okay. You give the mic to him. He will answer later. First, you give the mic. कि खेल में जो खिलाड़ियों खिलाड़ी खेलते हैं खासकर जनता जो है बहुत गौर से उसे देखती है चैंपियन ट्रॉफी जा रहे हैं आप खेलने के लिए क्या पूरी तरीके से जनता को विश्वास दिला पाएंगे कि खेल में कुछ नहीं होता सिर्फ खेल होता है ट्रॉफी के लिए मैंने पूछा है और कुछ नहीं on India decides, as you could see there, the silence over the BCCI's crisis grows deafening. But Jyotiraditya Sindhya is the first voice to break ranks. He'll be joining me live in a minute. But first, MS Dhoni today addressed that press conference on the eve of the team's departure to England for the Champions Trophy, a chance many believe that he will use to finally break his silence on the controversy engulfing the cricket world and the IPL team that he captains. But as you just saw, and you will see again, despite question after question, Dhoni stayed silent, just smiling through it all, whether by choice or because he'd been gagged by the BCCI. Indian cricket has been hit by the biggest crisis since 2000 and yet we haven't heard from you. You skipped, uh, you didn't attend two uh, uh, IPL press conferences. Now you are here, you are not uh, willing to answer. Why is it that there is no voice from your side being the Indian captain, the leader of Indian cricket at this point of time? Uh, why is this silent? Next question please. Oh, let him answer. It, 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 he's the captain of India. Is the captain of this India? Is not related to Champions Yeah, right. I am asking about the Before crisis that the Indian cricket team is going through right now. Yeah. Next question, please. Next question. It is, it is related to Indian cricket right now. Okay. You give the mic to him. He will answer later. First, you give the mic. कि खेल में जो खिलाड़ियों खिलाड़ी खेलते हैं, खासकर जनता जो है बहुत गौर से उसे देखती है. Champions Trophy जा रहे हैं आप खेलने के लिए. क्या पूरी तरीके से जनता को विश्वास दिला पाएंगे कि खेल में कुछ नहीं होता सिर्फ खेल होता है. So a clearly uncomfortable looking MS Dhoni there ducking bouncer after bouncer on the IPL controversy. Well, so far virtually everyone in the cricket board has been silent about the Srinivasan crisis. But now for the first time I'm joined by Jyotiraditya Sindhya, who's not just union minister, but he's also the head of the BCCI's finance committee and he's also the president of the Madhya Pradesh Cricket Association. Thanks so much indeed, uh, Jyotir, for joining me now. You have come out as the first one to speak out on all of this and you believe that Mr. Srinivasan should step aside. Why is that? Well, I was only asked by one of your uh, colleagues today, uh, Srinivas. Uh, uh, else I would have, if someone had asked me earlier, I would have mentioned earlier until Saturday. Unfortunately, I was on tour in the interiors of Madhya Pradesh. Uh, but uh, when someone questioned me today, I, I told them what I felt from the heart. Right, and that action you believe is that Mr. Srinivasan should step down until the inquiry is complete? I, I do not believe uh, that uh, one should hold uh, anyone guilty until the uh, investigation is fully completed. However, having said that, there is a big question mark on the world of cricket today. And that's something that uh, doesn't sit well uh, with me, nor do it, does it sit well with anyone who's uh, mm -hmm. uh, an aficionado of the sport. And therefore, with that environment, I certainly believe that when there's a question mark about a conflict of interest about a certain team in the league, when there's a question mark about certain individual family members being involved in certain irregularities, mm -hmm. then uh, the person who's heading... Uh, or on a post uh, which happens to be Mr. Srinivasan at this point of time, yeah. I certainly believe should step aside 
until the inquiry either finds him guilty or innocent and if innocent then reinstated. That's pretty strong stuff from you, Jyotir. I really believe that probity and propriety are the need of the hour, especially in the area of cricket today. Because I think there's a lot of cleansing that needs to be done. And I think that must also come from the top. Because if there's a question mark, then one must step aside. Because at the end of the day, it's a public position that one holds as the president of BCCI. Okay, that's pretty strong stuff from you, Jyotir Aditya. But the question that's going to be asked of you tonight is, why did you take so long, given that for the past several days, N.S. Srinivasan's version of events, that he has the support of everyone in the board, is being the dominant narrative. So why are you only speaking out now? Well, as I mentioned to you that I was on tour in Madhya Pradesh until Saturday. Uh, I, when I came back, I, when I read about this and I heard about this, mm -hmm. I said I must get all the facts. And when I did and when all your colleagues came and questioned me today, I openly answered her. Okay, well, he just seems to be digging his heels in though. N. Srinivasan has made it clear he's not willing to go. What options does it leave you? Well, I certainly have a right to express my opinion, which is what I have done. Uh, people may agree with me and people may disagree with me and we may agree to disagree. Uh, and, and that's all part of a democratic process. Is um, but I certainly thought that I should express my opinion and uh, I have done so. Is Mr. Srinivasan staying on damaging the reputation of the board and of Indian cricket? Well, I wouldn't want to comment on that, but I would certainly say that these incidents that are happening are certainly uh, damaging the reputation uh, of the board and of cricket in general. And I think there needs to be a huge amount of cleansing that does take place, a huge amount of rules and regulations that need to be put in place you and more importantly need to be enforced. And I in fact agree with a number of suggestions that Mr. Shashank Manohar has put forward. Okay, well, uh, you know, the, the suggestions you're referring to, Shashank Manohar saying that the board must take tough action. He's a former BCCI chief. But the problem, uh, Jyotir Aditya, is that none of your colleagues have spoken out and the few who have have only spoken out privately. They say that you don't have the numbers to take on N. Srinivasan. He has the minimum numbers to, to stay on. Now, are you going to try and garner support within the board? I don't want uh, Srinivas. I, 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 I certainly do not want to comment on that. I am not one that uh, intends to put a lobby group or a pressure group together. I have a democratic right to voice my opinion uh, and uh, that's what I have done. Uh, and let the future couple of days decide what, what is going to happen. You know, one of the people who's come out in support of Mr. Srinivasan publicly is uh, Farooq Abdullah, who's also uh, the head of the Jammu and Kashmir Cricket Association. He says that N. Srinivasan is an honorable man. Do you agree with that assessment? As I said, uh, every individual has a right to express their opinion and we must respect uh, uh, everyone's opinion. And uh, I certainly do... Uh, I certainly do respect every single board member's opinion and as I said before that we may agree to disagree. Okay, uh, you may agree to disagree. Now, uh, one thing that happened today, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see that, is that MS Dhoni had a press conference before leaving for England and uh, every single question that was asked to him about this ongoing crisis, he ducked, he refused to answer. We're not sure if he's been gagged by the BCCI, but if he has, is that unfortunate that now the board is actually gagging players from speaking about all of this? Well, I don't, I don't know what exactly transpired, but I think it's, uh, it's time that uh, we as an organization are as transparent, as accountable uh, as possible. I think that is the need of the hour. And especially when we have nothing to hide, then there must be that complete transparency and accountability. I have always been a votary of that uh, and, and I, would, uh, I would very much augur for that. Okay, uh, thanks very much indeed for joining me. That was Jyotiraditya Sindhya coming out directly against N. Srinivasan saying that he should resign the first time that someone on the board has actually broken what has been an almost oppressive silence. Also news just coming in that the BCCI has somewhat altered the composition of its inquiry committee. Initially it seemed that it will have two members of the board but now it appears that it will only have one member of the board uh, who is of course Mr. Shirke and the other two will be retired judges who will probe into this entire 
mess. But uh, let's now listen in in contrast to what Jyotiraditya Sindhya just said. Uh, one of the board members, Farooq Abdullah, who actually has come out in support of N. Srinivasan, calling him an honorable man. Why should he resign? Why shouldn't he? His son, son-in-law is involved. How does it matter? Uh, my son-in-law may be involved. Does it mean that I have to resign? But Let the investigation show. Even in the investigation it comes that Shri Nivasan has been responsible in this. Obviously he will go. He's an honorable man. He will resign. So a clear divide now emerging within the cricket board. Moving on now to another one of our big stories, which is of course uh, the Chhattisgarh massacre and in the ongoing passing of the buck in that Chhattisgarh Naxal attack. It appears that the state intelligence source has given the police specific details of the movement of Naxals in areas very close to where the attack took place just prior uh, to the actual attack. Uma Sudhir now joins me for that. Now Uma, as you know that uh, this is often sometimes the usual attempts by government agencies uh, to try and protect themselves by passing the blame. But uh, was the information that was shared with you fairly specific enough to suggest that in fact uh, the state intelligence agency did have some details about the presence of Naxals and it was passed on? Very much so, Srinivasan. Uh, the specific inputs were given between May 1 and May 23. In fact, the last of them on May 23, and they have spoken about specific villages. In fact, we are talking about Dandur uh, in uh, Jiram village on May 23. We are also talking about village Dharba, which, uh, in which Maoist Dev, along with 30 people, were found moving around. In Thana Tumpa, we are talking about Aitu alias Gajarla Ashok alias Ranganna, whose uh, movement was reported. He is known to be a military strategist of the Bastar region. Uh, known to carry out fierce attacks and known to carry out surprise attacks like this. So his presence certainly should have alerted the police there once the presence was reported that Aitu along with uh, 25 others was seen moving around in that particular area. What we also understand uh, Srinivasan is that uh, the, the, uh, this Aitu is quite easily identifiable because his left hand does not have three fingers and he is in fact the person who is uh, said to have carried out the PLGS squad uh, attack on in Narayanpur in which 27 CRPF uh, men were killed in uh, 2010. This guy of course originally from Varangal but like many people from uh, the top Maoist cadre here belong to that. So when the specific intelligence was available, why it did not convert into operations, that's a question that perhaps the investigation, both the judicial investigation and NIA would certainly look at very carefully. What we do understand from the police sources as defense is that what they say is that even if those uh, the numbers that the chief minister had mentioned in his letter to the governor about 400 odd on the ROP and 400 others, he says thousands at least are in fact required to secure that particular area considering the kind of very tough terrain that area is about. And there was uh, reports of about 200 to 250 Maoists being involved in this particular operation. But this person who has considerable experience in this area, in fact spoke about a minimum of 500 people would have been involved in this operation out of which he said the kind of firepower that was used, yes. at least 100 belonging to a special force with sophisticated weapons and 400 others at least uh, uh, you know, uh, performing certain several other tasks. So even the Union Home uh, Secretary, the, the security review meeting that was conducted earlier today that uh, in fact has to look at several of these aspects I guess and the fact that they are talking about additional booths in this area, additional yes. uh, intensifying the operations but trying to strengthen the uh, ge gearing up the police force here that would certainly be on the agenda and uh, as you just know already heads have started rolling the police uh, uh, SP of Jagdalpur and other areas already being transferred Srinivasan. Alright Uma Sudhir thanks very much indeed for that. Now the strong reactions by the political class to the violence some say smacks of double standards. Just a week ago eight people, villagers were killed not far from where the Naxal attack took place shot by the CRPF in what some say is yet another botched encounter by security forces but violence which didn't evoke any of the political outrage that we are seeing now. Sudhiranjan Sen travelled deep into the heart of Bijapur district to the village of Edasmeta, where the scars of violence are still clearly visible. An NIA team finally arrives in Jagdalpur to investigate Saturday's Maoist attack. But over 200 kilometres away, deeper inside Bastar, there's little progress in the investigation into what happened on the night of the 17th of May when eight villagers were shot dead. It's not a case that got much attention. 
Puniam Sanki lost her only son in the shootout. Taram Chotu, barely 10 years old, was also shot in the firing. All of them shot at on the night of the 17th. The entire village had gathered for a festival to mark the beginning of the harvest season when security forces surrounded the village and allegedly fired indiscriminately. The violence didn't end there. According to villagers, the soldiers came back in the morning and picked up several villagers including Himla Mangu and even his savings of 3,000 rupees stashed away in his house. Mangu claims they beat him up then sent him back to the village after two days along with the villagers' bodies. The CRPF's claim is that when they reached the village they were fired on, probably by Maoists, and so they retaliated. They do however accept that several villagers were killed. The villagers have been promised a compensation of 5 lakh rupees but they are still to be paid. Violence and death is not only caused by Maoists here in South Basta. Security forces perhaps are equally responsible. What happened in Erasmeta about 15 days ago is a testimony to that. It is still not clear whether they fired back in retaliation after being fired at or they fired on innocent villagers by mistake. But what from the ground, what is very clear is the fear and the anger. With camera person Ashok Mahale and Rizwan Khan, Shudhiranjan Sen for NDTV. Right, as the uh, political war of words between the Congress and the BJP intensifies in the aftermath of that Naxal attack, I'm joined by two very special guests. I'm joined by Ravi Shankar Prasad, Deputy Leader of the Opposition in the Rajya Sabha. And also joining me is RPN Singh, Minister of State for Home, who's also just come back from Chhattisgarh. Also joining me is uh, Mr. E. N. Ram Mohan, uh, former DG of the BSF, someone who's quite conversant uh, with Chhattisgarh. He's done a, an extensive analysis of a encounter which took place in Tarmetla, which saw the death of almost 76 CRPF men and also Rahul Pandita, author of Hello Bastar, uh, an in-depth account of the insurgency. Thank you all so much for joining us. Now, uh, RPN Singh, if I can put it to you first, we are seeing some very strong comments coming from the Home Ministry, which essentially are pointing to failures by the state police in not providing enough security to that convoy. Specific details were given of how police stations were simply not prepared. There was no coordination. A senior officer should have taken charge of the entire convoy. Is this an attempt by the Home Ministry and the Centre to pass the buck on the state government and also hide your own failures? Because after all, the Centre is also uh, involved in security in Chhattisgarh. Uh, well, uh, we don't want to point fingers at anyone, Srinivas. But something, uh, some uh, incident of the magnitude that took place in Chhattisgarh could not have happened without a security lapse, a major security lapse. Uh, that is why the central government has asked for the uh, investigation to be done by the NI. The state government has also put in a judicial inquiry. We do not want to point fingers at anyone till these investigations are completed. The Prime Minister, when I was but the Prime Minister in Raipur, when we had the review meeting, yes. he himself said, that if there are any uh, lapses by the central security forces, we will take immediate action but then uh, why is against it? them. Uh, no, but why is it then, no, RP and Singh, that so many Congress leaders, so many Congress leaders are coming out one after the other and saying that there has been a failure by the state government that much more security was provided to Raman Singh in his yatras, but not to your own leadership. Well, that is something people on the ground in Chhattisgarh must have felt that they must have seen how the rallies of the CM must have taken place and how the rallies of the Congress uh, must have taken place. But I can, uh, no, I cannot is not just pass a judgment on that till the investigations are this, done. This and is I not just, we are trying to. This is not just uh, only uh, ground uh, leaders. These are senior leaders. In fact, uh, senior enough to be in the Prime Minister's office. Let's actually play a package of these voices of senior Congress leaders 
uh, raising questions about the state government's failure to provide security and then get Ravi Shankar Prasad to react. We had informed the police, the administration, everybody concerned. And uh, we thought that Vikas Yatra, that was uh, Dr. Raman Singh's Yatra, uh, it was there for last seven days in the same area. It had gone off very peacefully and successfully. So the same kind of arrangement they'll make for us. But uh, whereas I'm told there were two to three thousand uh, persons guarding their rally, for us they were not even ten. Uh, that is the uh, kind of neglect we suffered from. When the Honorable Chief Minister Chajajgar Raman Singh was going on a tour, on, 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 on his election tour or even for the purpose of campaign, more than 4,000 policemen were accompanying him. In spite of the fact, the state government, the central government has provided more security, more than 34 battalion for the purpose of controlling the Naxal activities in Chhattisgarh. When the Congress leaders were going for the Yatra, they were not being provided adequate security. That was the main reason that the Congress leaders were, were killed by the Naxalites. Ravi Shankar Prasad, you heard voices there ranging from Ajit Jogi to even Mr. Narayan Swami in the PMO, all saying that the BJP provided much more, the government provided much more security to Raman Singh and much less to the Congress leadership. Is there any basis to this or is this political buck passing? Well, Vasu, I would have taken the line which RPN Singh, my distinguished friend and minister, has taken. A proper commission of inquiry by a sitting High Court judge has been established, including the entire gamut of this serious uh, barbaric uh, attack on Indian democracy and political process. Yes. Why the standard procedure was violated, who were responsible. NIA is in, in going to investigate. It should also investigate into the conspiracy angle. Many stories are there in the okay, how last-minute change of route was done. Yes. How Mr. Patel, the Congress chief, was never in the hit list. Mr. Karma was being sought. Your interview also shows that. Yes. Why he was killed so brutally. His son was killed. The entire conspiracy angle also be investigated. But since Mr. Narayan Swami, a minister in the government of India and the PMO, has made that comment, yes. I have done some homework. Okay. Dr. Raman Singh, while going in the Vikas Yatra into this whole Dantewada area, had never gone uh, through road. He has always gone by helicopter. The whole he time, has he, has never taken, he has never taken the road in, in the Naxal areas. Always taken yes, the shopper. Please, just, it, it is very important, it is very important. Even yes. Advanaji went to inaugurate his Yatra, he went by helicopter, he went by helicopter. On 26th, the next day of this barbaric attack, he was to go to Narayanpur and Bijapur, he was to go by helicopter. Because if you go by road, you are straining the security forces in a very vulnerable area. Now, I have personally checked up from logs, there were 57 or 56 security personnel, local and the stationary at the state level, given to all these leaders. They tried their best. Some committed suicide. It was unfortunate. But yes, RPN is very right. There is a need to investigate what was the failure, what was the lapse, who were responsible, was but, any conspiracy angle or not. No, but once again, when you say that 56 or 57 uh, police were provided uh, to these leaders, uh, this is not what these Congress leaders on the ground are saying. They said, we just heard Ajit Jogi, he said, sir, five, ten log, only five or ten people were provided to us. And so the numbers are simply not adding up. The numbers Mr. you're Shinnawasan claiming are not adding up to the numbers. Me, you will let me come in. Mr. Srinivasan Jain, uh, by uh, those who are actually present if there. If you don't confront, uh, Mr. Srinivasan Jain, I will be grateful if you don't confront me with Ajit Jogi, okay? I have only said, Mr. Mahendra Karma has Jet Plus. There was also local security for him. Yes. Uh, Mr. Patel had proper security, including local security. Mr. Shukla had a state level and local level, plus pilot car. Total, we have been given, and when I am saying it with full sense of responsibility, okay. there were 56 to 57 security forces in total. But many of them died also, fighting. Many lost their ammunition also in view of the bigger firepower. That's but all right. these are matters of examination, investigation, which ought to be done. And I totally agree with RPN. Lapses of the state police or of the central police, the enormity of challenge on the main political parties there. 
Uh, in fact, Vasu, I'll be really grateful if you allow me to make only one point. No, can I just, can I, I'll, I'll allow you to do that. Can I just get, uh, RPN wants to respond. Can I just get a response before doing that? The question also that's coming up in what Ravi Shankar Prasad is saying, RPN Singh, is that these leaders, and this has come up again and again, travelled in such a large number through such a sensitive area and also all together, which many believe was a violation apart from common sense of just standard operating procedures. Well, uh, my senior colleague has said that all these things will come out when uh, when the inquiry comes up with his final report. Yes. But without doubt, the chief minister has uh, accepted that there has been security lapses and without doubt, there are SOPs. You know, there are standard operational procedures when political parties take out rallies or their movement of uh, political uh, leaders. No, but did the... Unfortunately, the SOPs, SOPs which are done, those were also not carried out. So... Basically, I have so what not, I'm not saying. Carried out, uh, sorry, RPN, not carried out by whom? By the police or by the Congress party leaders? No, no. You know, the SOPs are enforced by the police, by the local police who carried out. The SOPs is they give the, the... We have 30 we have thirty battalions in Chhattisgarh at the demand of the central government, yeah. by, given by the central government to the state government. <laughs> 30 battalions mean we have 30,000 personnel uh, uh, in Chhattisgarh. But the central paramilitary forces are at the command of the state government. The state government will ask where they should be deployed, how where they should be, and the SOPs are given by the state government. No, isn't that this, this is where we like sanitization. Is, is, isn't this passing so the that kind of SOPs. Isn't this passing the buck to say that the entire the, the, the inquiry, CRPF Jain, the inquiry has been constituted no, that no, the buck is going to stop we, somewhere. We can't, when we you can't. wipe out the whole Congress leadership, the buck will stop somewhere. The responsibility will be fixed. Okay, at the moment it doesn't look like that. At the moment it seems that both of you are but just deflecting everything you, to an inquiry there's an and inquiry saying that we must unite in a wider fight. Channels, what the fact is that 40, 30, 40,000... It is positively not possible to do things that fast. Okay, but 30-40,000 CRPF, if I can just bring in Mr. Ramon here, is it, is it fair to say that the entire responsibility of where they will be deployed and what they will do rests only with the state police? I mean, the CRPF is also free to, to move out and take action CRPF, on its own. The CRPF is an armed police force yes. which has been given to the state. It is in the assistance of the poli state police. And each battalion of the CRPF there works under the control of the superintendent of police of that district. Now it's very clear, the point which I have been trying to find out for the last 3-4 days is such a big convoy is passing from point A to point B through yes. a hilly forested area yes. and the road is moving, in the, it's not even a straight road, it must be a zigzag road, I know terrain like this. Yes. Now you must do two things for this, when the, when, when the yes, party yes. has given the information yes. we are going to go on this route point A to point B, yes. so many kilometers. Proportionate to the distance involved, troops have to be deployed on either side in the ROP, the road opening party. They should so occupy the position. Your question is what? Your question is? My question is very simple. Was this information given to the police that we are going to go like this? Yes. And did the police react to it? Was CRPF deployed in an ROP on either side? And was this anti sabotage check carried on the road? Okay, that question Once actually applies. given, only yeah. then can the convoy move. Okay, so let me put the first part of that question to RPN saying, did RPN the... Congress leaders give this information to the local police in writing saying this is our schedule, we are going through this area this Not time? in writing. Well, there is no need to give it in writing. We have acknowledged that the Congress parties, party leaders have claimed that they gave the uh, program in writing. But these are all issues which, is, which are going to come out in the investigation. We have, we already have yesterday, the NI team has already reached uh, the, uh, the spot and they are investigating. The state government has put up a judicial inquiry. Okay. These, these facts will only come out after this investigation is over. For me to start saying that it is this one, we do not want to politicize it. But I can, I can but you know, confirm it's, it's this on your television channel that the buck is going to be stopped somewhere. It's okay, going to be it's, it's still somewhere. not clear where, where it's going to, going to stop. Responsibility fixed. Okay, it's not clear where it's going to stop. But you know, it's interesting, Ravi Shankar Prasad, that you have RPN Singh taking a, a slightly more statesman-like position on camera while the... Home Ministry, the same Home Ministry uh, to which he belongs has, and you must have seen this in the front pages of all the newspapers today, come out with some very strong criticism of the state police. As I said, no arrangements made, no coordination, uh, no information of how many people were posted, even the numbers being given out by the state government are being questioned. So once again I come to you, do you think that 
there is a double game being played. On one hand, some Congress leaders and ministers saying that we'll take the higher ground. And on the other hand, some very strong criticism of your government. Well, Vasu, I will neither go for double game or the single game. Earlier, I have been myself and in charge of Chhattisgarh for five years in the last election where the BJP won. Yes. I know the state. I know many of those who have been killed. My sympathies for them. It is a very, very barbaric issue, attack on the Republic of India, the very idea of India. If there have been some lapses, as the CM has said, certainly that must be known, whether it is state, within national or local. But that is a serious question. Now, two, three issues, and Mr. Ramon rightly pointed out, and you also said, 40 vehicles going in the same convoy, in a vulnerable area. Uh, where the uh, route changed in the last moment, Right. One issue which is dogging the local media in a very big way and some here as well. That Mr. Patel, Lankumar Patel was never known to be very belligerent against Naxalism. He was quite soft, unlike Mr. Mahendra Karma. Your report also suggested yes. Mr. Mahendra Karma only was the target. Now that Sukma Lakma, the local MLA, was in the same car as Mr. Patel, has escaped, has escaped with very minor injury. Yes. And Mr. Patel and his son have been killed brutally. Now was there any conspiracy angle? Failure of the police, local police. I think that's an I important think the NIA, point. Apart from the that's an yes, important the point. NIA you can also I, must. Can I put that to uh, uh, NIA must also investigate the entire conspiracy angle. That's what I'm is saying. Is there? A, is there? This is something which you know RPN saying we, one didn't want to report this earlier because one didn't want to give uh, any airtime to conspiracy theories which all often crop up. But now it's become serious enough to raise whether you have also heard through your own intelligence anything about this about the conspiracy theories behind why certain selected Congress well, leaders uh, who are not Jain, known to have strong anti-national well, positions were killed. Well, Mr. Jain, I have told you earlier in the show and I tell you again, that is why there is uh, investigation on. They are going to look at all kinds of, uh, all kinds of uh, angles that are there. But I find it extremely unfortunate after the story started emanating yes. of the BJP, uh, the, the state uh, leadership not be providing enough security, yes. I think to counter that, we suddenly have, we started having stories floated and the BJP saying, well, there, there must be, this, there's this conspiracy theory. Well, I would not like to qualify or quantify any of those statements. Mm. When we have two inquiries going on, we're going to come to know if it was a state lapse, if it was but a conspiracy theory or know. who was directly responsible for this. But you know, one of the one of the one of the reasons why killings. one of the reasons why your seriousness or the centre's seriousness is being questioned is that the Home Minister, Mr. Shinde, is still abroad. He is still holidaying in America. Well, it has now been it has well, now been Mr. almost seventy-two hours since this incident. Well, Vasu, well, well, Vasu the you Prime must Minister, trust, Vasu, the you must trust the MOS, Mr. RPN Singh, in his absence. Okay, I think <laughs> RPN. Well, well, no, no, we have we have full confidence in Mr. RPN Singh, but at the same time. Where is Mr. Shinde? Uh, well, I just like to tell you, uh, Mr. Jain. I just like to tell you, uh, Mr. Jain. The Prime Minister himself was present in Raipur with the UPA chairperson. He was present in the review when the Prime Minister is present in the review meeting. But isn't the, the Prime Minister the himself was present in the review this meeting? Isn't the Home Minister's responsibility and an attack of when this the nature? Prime Minister was there, that it was the so Prime clear Minister that the Prime Minister the meeting, went in. That the Home Minister is still in America. Well, he is on his way. He is going to come back very shortly. But what he has, we, I spoke to him about the meeting. He is the person who spoke to the chief minister to have the NIA uh, take over these investigations. He has been in constant touch. He has sent the Home Secretary today to Raipur to have a But all uh, from America. Again, we had a meeting today. All from uh, Ravi Shankar Prasad. Is this an acceptable uh, explanation? The BJP has come out very strongly saying, why is Mr. Shinde not here? Well, there are legitimate grievances, uh, without meaning any disrespect to RPN, who is a very dis good friend and distinguished colleague. Uh, I think on a such issue, when the official program of the Home Minister was over on the May 22nd, he ought to have rushed to India. Why he hasn't come is entirely for their government to decide and Mr. Shinde to decide. Hmm. But the enormity of this challenge, yes. Nexel problem is a national problem, Vasu. This is afflicting Chhattisgarh, parts of Bihar, uh, Jharkhand. Odisha, Maharashtra, little part of Madhya Pradesh, Look, now I, we are Andhra Pradesh, no, I no, think I, this I'm, is a I'm, national problem. I am aware, I am aware Ravi Shankar Prasad of the magnitude of the national crisis but let us focus as I said on the particular situation at hand and let's get Rahul Pandita and we were having some problems with his link. Uh, Rahul, now.
The fact that these Naxals could gather in such large numbers and strike in the middle of the afternoon also indicates that despite the claims by both the center and the state, they continue to have considerable support in that region and is that reflective also of the failure of both the center and the state to address the Naxal crisis? Absolutely, Vasu. Uh, uh, you know, uh, just a few months back, uh, the Union Ministry of Home Affairs had told a standing committee of the parliament uh, that they had an upper hand over the Naxals. Uh, they used the term underfoot, that the Naxals were under their foot. Now, obviously, after uh, the incident of 25th May, it is very clear that the yes. Naxals still have the power in the, this whole region to strike at will and to strike with uh, such audacity. Uh, now, look, uh, let's look at this uh, particular area, Darbha Valley, uh, which is now a part of uh, what the CPM always called the Chhattisgarh-Odisha border, which was uh, formed only last year. It is uh, flanked by dense forests of Kanger on the north right. and Balimil on the east, bordering Odisha. So the preparations for this attack had been going on, according to my information, from April 13th onwards. Okay. It is on April 11 that the Congress, uh, with much fanfare, uh, announced the Parivartan Yatra at, a, at this place called Ambikapur. So the preparations have been going on from April 13th onwards and of course the intelligence agencies um, had no idea about this. Now look, let's look at this attack. You know, the, as far as the standard operating procedures are concerned, I don't yes. know what the standard operating procedures for a political convoy are, but I think uh, in this case the Congress leadership was also a little overconfident because you don't enter into the tiger's den with a high-value target like Mr. Mahindra Karma. In okay. the past 10-12 years, uh, you know, I have interviewed many uh, senior Maoist leaders, including the Central Committee and Politburo members. Yes. There's not even a single interview which does not mention Salva Judum or Mr. Mahindra Karma. Okay, so there was a very there's strong... There's not a single... There was a very, very strong... Which does not uh, well, mention Mr. Mahindra demand. Karma. Well, there was so a very Mr. Strong Mahindra Karma was obviously a uh, target. But okay, let's but get let, let's one, get uh, okay. Rahul, you made a number of points. You made a number of points. Let me get RPN to respond to some of those points. The first point RPN thing he makes is that the center has been going around claiming that you had the Naxals underfoot. Were you completely yourself caught on the wrong foot with what has happened? Well, uh, Mr. Jain, I can tell you, Basu, I can tell you that we have definitely uh, pushed back the uh, Naxals. And this is incident is also a sense of frustration. Can you say that after this incident? Yes, there's also a sense of frustration. That is why they needed to do something which would which would be barbaric and gruesome in the manner which they have carried it out to prove a point that they were they were on the that they were not on the run. It, this okay, is also a, a thing which. Okay, this you, is another you claim thing that what the Nazis have done. Let's get a, let's get yes. let's just listen into somebody who has also an inside view of all of this and that is KPS Gill who has just given an interview today and he was of course appointed yeah. as a special security advisor on Naxals by the Raman Singh government in 2006 and this is what he had to say. He became uh, a sort of a disinterested uh, spectator in the world. And did he also at any point in time say to you that you know just enjoy your stay while you are here in Chhattisgarh? No, that he didn't. But uh, the, I spent my time in touring and meeting officers. There was nothing uh, else to do there. Ravi Shankar Prasad, KPS Gill is saying that Raman Singh was not serious about taking on the Naxals and he basically asked KPS Gill to just enjoy himself and relax during his time in Chhattisgarh. Well, whatever I heard or read about it in some newspapers today, this yes. is an issue of 2004 and he is saying in 2013 that is after a gate of after a gap of only seven eight years 2006 now so many people have been killed vasu to all right six years seven years so many innocent people tribals political activists security forces have been killed can raman singh who has been elected twice will say like this come and relax i am not willing to believe this part of the statement but what was just said by the gentleman uh, about uh, the uh, maoist enjoying popular support Yes. What is the indicia of a popular support, Vasu? Last election, I was in charge, as I told you, in the Bastar region, there was a threat of boycott. In spite of that, 45-50% people voted and the BJP won 11 out, 10 out of 11 seats. But you are saying so that... What is the meaning of boycott? 
Go ahead. Well, Mr. Pandita, ahead, the kind of gruesome, the gruesome, cold-blooded murders that are being carried out by the Naxals, and we have people supporting them and supporting their way of uh, revolt. They have killed 24 uh, people in cold blood. They, day in day out, in the last six months, have been killing CRPF personnel. Not only killing them, after killing them, ripping apart their bodies. putting id bombs in them ripping over that throat i don't think, I think uh, that time, there is any question this is if this of, is the way this country and the democracy is going to move Super, forward again, uh, if we have popular movements rp rp no, i don't think it's anyone's case uh, mr singh i don't think there is any question of supporting the maoist guerrillas you need to finish them you need to eliminate them please go ahead One second, no, no. one second. I don't no, think no, it's no, anyone's like case that. that what happened is no, in no, any one. way acceptable. But at the same time, there have been other killings as well. Sixteen civilians were killed uh, in CRPF firing in Bijapur seven months ago. Eight well, people you know, died again by well, because, uh, you know something? Uh, civilians well, died well, in Eta Eta Smeta just last well, week. Well, of which so, four were children. Do you know that all so, the Naxals, when they are fire on policemen, girl, girls, children, and women are their shields? Well, we do you can't know when they fire on CRPF personnel? Do you we ever make stories of generalizations, RPN? Because one of those encounters, we are not making sweeping generalizations, and there we were, not, and there were no proof that there were actions, Mr. Vasu. Well, you, Mr. Well, Vasu, you can make general sweeping statements, and we have factual evidence to that. You can make any kind of statements sitting in studios. Well, we do make any statements. It is not a studio-based statement. I had actually gone there on the ground, and let me tell you. No one. There has been no finding of Shrinivasan that Bijapur inquiry, which has come here. even now. Well, I but think can I just ask you, all the people who fight, take up arms in this country, why do we only support people who take up arms in? in no, no, only nobody in, is supporting the uh, Naxals. I am certainly not supporting the, the Naxals. Okay, Kashmir but can I ask you? Who picked up the gun? All right, no one is supporting the Naxals. Can I ask you? Who are supporting the Naxals? Finish all fighting for the right cause. But that does not mean that you end up killing innocent people. Okay. Just a second. Srinivasan, can I come in here? Yes, very quickly. Yes, Srinivasan. Yes. It yes, is yes. grossly unfair that on a channel like NDTV, with Srinivasan as an anchor, yes. an attempt should go to overtly or covertly justify the barbaric killing by the Maoists over no, political process. No, but nobody process. is justifying it. They have it. been killing. Nobody no, no, is please. justifying I'm, I'm it. I'm sorry to say that. And, and, and the gentleman who is just sitting in this panel, I totally join RPN. If they have so much support about political power, come be a part of democratic process, okay. win the election, rule Chhattisgarh. But killing people with impunity—they also destroy hospitals, they destroy schools. No, no, they don't, I don't want think, development to come I, I don't because they Rahul want to capture political power. No, no, Vasu, you must understand that he was saying Maoists that, want that to capture political power. Security forces yes, also killed civilians. Sorry to say, but I, can, I ask, can I ask? Can I ask? Mr. Ravi Shankar Prasad. If Mr. Ravi Shankar Prasad, if you want like to finish no, no, the Maoist leadership, please, wait. please go Mr. ahead. Mr. Pandita, please wait. The Mr. government Pandita, wants wait. to end. I am only asking Vasu. If an anchor of your experience, okay, give an indication. Sitting on MDTV, you are condoning killing. Barbaric killing. Okay, one second, one second. No one can hear it. No one can hear it. That you do not learn from your mistakes. Okay, okay, one second. No one can be heard. 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 No RPN saying what is going to happen now are we going to see now a very strong retaliation uh, by the center almost uh, to the uh, similar to operation green hunt part 2 oh, no uh, wasu we are not going to retaliate the efforts that the central forces and the state government is trying to, in all the states trying to fight naxalism we are it is not we are not going to hold back we are not going to retreat Our fight against Nazism is going to continue. No, but is there going to be an escalation? Is there going to be an escalation uh, no, because we, of the kind of we, uh, the nature of this attack? Well, um, uh, Vasu, we are going to rethink 
uh, uh, policy as far as Naxalism is concerned. If you remember Mr. Chidamram when he was the Home Minister, he had asked for the for talks with the with the Naxal after they laid out their hair, laid down their arms. Right. Unfortunately, no one. I think that period of talks is over. It is very evident that they are not interested in talking. They want to take law and democracy in their own hands. The so government now, of India is going to ensure that the rule of the law is enforced and Naxalism is wiped out from their roots. Ravi Shankar Prasad, do you support that? Do you support an escalation now of the, uh, the state in response to this attack? Will we see that in Chhattisgarh? I, I, I think such a loaded question cannot be answered on your TV channel. But I, my point is more fundamental. How do we see about the Naxal or... No, no, please, please listen to me. Learn to have some counter questions also. It is not that I must reply to a query in the way you would like me to do. I am not going to do that. <laughs> my point is also very simple. Please bear with me. Do we consider Maoism as a simple problem, law and order? Or Maoists want to capture political power in India through the barrel of gun? They are killing leaders of CPM, of BJP, yes. of Congress. Even Babulal Marandi's son was killed in Jharkhand. Therefore, they want to kill democratic processes in the country. The idea Republic of India, they want, we want to capture power through the barrel of gun. The okay. traditional Maoist line. Okay, That's I what they are following. How do you deal with it? Only by talking or maybe some tough measure as well. Okay, we, we're, we'll wait to see if those tough measures come. Uh, do you see, in very quickly in conclusion, Mr. Ramon, do you see an escalation now taking place in Chhattisgarh? As I a result of this, because in Andhra Pradesh, when they started attacking the politicians, the retaliation was extremely swift and extremely no, brutal. No, Andhra Pradesh is a very different story. I know all about the greyhounds and who has raised the greyhounds. Right. And greyhounds has been raised by a person who was the chief instructor of the SSB for donkey's years. No, but I'm he asking you, trained, that, that, that trained, happen, no, no, that wait, happen wait, here no, in no, Chhattisgarh? No, no, wait, wait. He has trained more than 10 to 20,000 Muktibhanis. Right. When he retired, he was reemployed and he has raised the greyhounds. This quality is very simple. Sheer professionalism. And the greyhounds, I know the force. I have done uh, examinations in NTA yes. with them as my co-instructors, right. referees. They are extremely well trained, very highly professional force. Regrettably, I don't think the CRPF is any patch to the greyhound. Okay, but as far as Chhattisgarh is concerned, you have been also making the point that the real problem lies with the fact that the tribals are not given access no, no, to their no, own resources. No, the no, fifth no, no. schedule is not being that, implemented. That is the crucial thing because when in any insurgency, the first question you ask is, why have civilians taken to Bihar? You are not enforcing the law, the constitution, the fifth schedule, where rights are to be given to the tribals in the form of panchayats to administer their area. Why, the, why the are the rights not given? That is the question which the politicians should answer. Is it because of Both the mining? The is, it because of the, is it because obviously of the resources? Obviously, it is the resources. Now, the point is this. You have to give the rights Can to I them. Make a short if you do not Russell, give please. the rights to them, in the vacant space which has been created, the Maoists have come in. Will you, uh, let me put that both to both of you, Ravi Shankar Prasad and RPN Singh for closing comments. Do you accept that, Ravi Shankar Prasad, that rights to tribals have not been given and that's why they picked up the gun? They have not picked up the gun. It's a Maoists who have picked up the gun. Maoists picked up the gun on their them. behalf. I, I, okay, on their behalf. No, no, as far as, as, far as Chhattisgarh is concerned, the Gram Panchayats are very functional body, the Jila Prasad functional body. If something more is required to be done, it needs to be done. Democracy at all tire is functioning. But Vasu, the problem is, are the tribals of Chhattisgarh simpliciter or they are coming in, being imported from across the border in Andhra Pradesh? You know, so many Telugu, uh, Telugu speaking people were also there. Therefore, it is not that simple. Who is going to fight that development must reach? Can I but okay. do they want development or they want perpetual illiteracy? I, yes. I would like so to say how many roads have been destroyed can by I, them? Can I, can I make a big statement? Can, yeah, yeah, yes. can I please interject? Where, where are you saying that the Gram Panchayat's powers have been given to the tribal Are they administering their own areas as per the, as per the fifth schedule? Certainly not. They are not administering the area. The governor is supposed to administer the area through the tribal panchayats. Which governor has appointed a tribes advisory council? Not even one governor. That is not happening. You are saying no, that is not happening on the ground. That is the root cause of this problem. And in this vacant space created by the lack of uh, the, the policy yeah. of the government, the Maoists have stepped in. The Maoists are the enemies the of this country. We don't want Maoists in this Maoist. country. R RPN, would you also like to respond to that? The fact well, is that there has been a failure to empower the tribal. I'll come to you, Rahul, in just I, a second. Vasu, I completely well, agree with Mr. Ramon. Who is saying that? Vasu? Yes, go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Wa 
yeah uh, Vasu, well, one of the unfortunate uh, things as far as I have seen uh, while looking after the Naxal menace in this country is, well, the central government has released um, uh, hundreds of crores as far as required for thousands of crores for development of these uh, Naxal affected areas. Yes. It is very, uh, it's unfortunate that these funds which have been given to many states yes. have not been able to utilize it even after five or six years, be it roads, be it hospitals be it schools. I think the primary primary thing that, well, I, I was in I, Jharkhand uh, recently where we, uh, we asked the government to make roads immediately. Are you once again blaming Hello? the state governments? No, I am not blaming state government. We need to have a strategy which is time bound that the money that goes for these roads in, these, in the, in the uh, states, the states themselves have problems of making roads and hospitals. But this, no, but, is but this is a we need no, to but review not, the situation but you didn't and work it out in a time. No, no, but you didn't manner. respond to the very specific point made by Mr. Ram Mohan that the fifth schedule has not been implemented, the tribals have not been given the right to self governance under the constitution. Rahul Pandita, you said you agreed with this. Well, uh, Mr. Jain, yes, these are something which is uh, being looked at. You see, we you know, have the government has achieved some kind of success when they have either arrested the central committee members, Politburo members or eliminated them. Right. But my issue is that even if you eliminate the whole Maoist leadership, which the government should do, uh, this problem is not uh, going to go away because the ground condition uh, or, or, you know, remains the same. Right. Just a few weeks back, Mr. Jairam Ramesh wrote a letter to Gulam Nabi Azad saying that you know, healthcare facilities should be extended because that is the only way. Uh, because the Maoists don't target healthcare facilities. So that is the only way to win the heart and minds of the people. Okay. Now look at Dantewala district. S shortage of 60% of healthcare staff. In 2010, after the Sukma incident, my friend T.S. Sudhir was telling me when the CRPF Jawans were taken to the primary health uh, care center in Sukma, the first thing they had to do was change the bulb of the primary health center. Hmm. So even if you eliminate the whole Maoist leadership, this right. problem is not going to go away. Okay. You know, it's a it's a tumor, and you're applying a bandaid over it, or trying to uh, uh, you know finish it uh, by popping up a couple of uh, dyspnea tablets. All it's right. not going to go away. No, I don't agree address with that the core issue. Which okay, is let's get let's get the last. So let's get. I have to come in here. Last, last word, Ravi Shankar Prasad, from you, and then we'll wrap. Yes, yeah. I, I, yes, I know there is a scope for improvement, but the gentleman on your panel also needs to know as to how many hospitals have been destroyed, how many doctors have been changed away from those areas by Maoist elements, because there is a vested interest of Maoist not to ensure development come to that area in whatever form, okay. because if development comes, if Does road one comes, hospital, if Mr. Uh, comes, Prasad, which has been targeted by the Maoists. All right, well, yes, uh, tell me, uh, name me one hospital which has been uh, uh, targeted by the Maoists, sir. Mr. Jain. So many views that this whole we'll extended allow, area. We'll allow Mr. Ravi Shankar to have Prasad. a debate with you. I'm sorry. I know your views. I don't wish to have a debate with you. But I know also Chhattisgarh. I've been in charge there for many years. We'll and allow that. We'll, okay, we'll I, allow I, Mr. Ravi I need not Prasad take your time. certificate as name me, name me one hospital which has been okay, destroyed. Okay, okay. We'll allow. Officer. Yes, yes. We'll allow Mr. Ravi Shankar Prasad to go to Kankara area to verify to cross check those facts. Go to Kankara area. You will get many hospitals, All local right. health centers, primary health centers. I have given you to Dantewada, sir. I don't need to go to Dantewada. I'm there every week. Okay, okay. All right, All right gentlemen. All we'll right. have to leave Thank it there. You. We're completely out of time. Thanks very much indeed for joining us. Thanks very much. Well, that's it on India Decides. Thanks so much for watching. From all of us here, good night.